0: Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software. Welcome to Day 3 of Week 17 of the Daily Bible Reading. We'll be reading today from 1 Samuel, Chapter 14, Psalm 124, and Acts, Chapter 10. But before we begin the reading, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, you have shown us so much in your word about how you show no partiality, how you accept those from every nation who will turn to you, that there is no one who cannot be your child if they will truly turn to you. And we are so grateful for that part of your character. We are grateful that you are a God who will accept each one of us. We pray that we would be those people who will be acceptable to you, that we would behave ourselves in a way that would glorify you, that we would be those who are in your Son. We pray this in his name. Amen. All right, now let's begin our reading in First Samuel, chapter 14. One day Jonathan, the son of Saul, said to his armor-bearer, Come and let us go over to the garrison of the Philistines, which is over there. But he did not tell his father. Now Saul was staying at the outskirts of Gibeah under the pomegranate tree that was in Migron, and the troops that were with him were about six hundred men. Now Ahijah, the son of Ahitub, the brother of Ichabod, the son of Phinehas, the son of Eli, the priest of Yahweh at Shiloh, was carrying an ephod. The troops did not know that Jonathan had gone. Now between the passes where Jonathan sought to go over to the garrison of the Philistines, there was a crag of rock on one side and a crag of rock on the other. The name of the one was Bozes, and the name of the other was Sene. The one crag on the north was opposite Michmash, and the other on the south was opposite Geba. So Jonathan said his armor-bearer. Come, let us go over to the garrison of these uncircumcised. Perhaps Yahweh will act for us, for there is no hindrance for Yahweh to save by many or by few. And his armor-bearer said, Do all that is in your heart that you are inclined to do. I am with you all the way. Then Jonathan said, Look, we are about to go over to the men, and we will show ourselves to them. If they say to us, Wait until we reach you, then we will stand as we are and not go up to them. But if they say, Come up to us, then we will go up, for Yahweh has given them into our hand, and this will be the sign for us. So the two of them showed themselves to the garrison of the Philistines, and the Philistines said, The Hebrews are coming out from the holes in which they have hidden themselves. Then the men of the garrison answered Jonathan and his armor bearer, Come up to us, and we will show you something. Then Jonathan said to his armor bearer, Come up after me, for Yahweh has given them into the hand of Israel. So Jonathan went up on his hands and his feet, with his armor-bearer after him. They fell before Jonathan, and then his armor-bearer would kill them after him. So was the first attack on which Jonathan and his armor-bearer killed about twenty men, within about half of a furrow in an acre of an open field. Then there was terror in the camp, in the open field, and among all the army of the garrison. Even the raiders trembled. The earth shook, and it became a very great panic. And the lookouts of Saul and Gibeah of Benjamin saw that the multitude surged back and forth. Saul said to the troops that were with him, Please call the roll and see who has gone from us. So they called the roll and found that Jonathan and his armor-bearer were not present. Then Saul said to Ahijah, Bring near the Ark of God. For the Ark of God was at that time with the Israelites. While Saul was still speaking to the priest, the tumult in the camp of the Philistines increased more and more, So Saul said to the priest, Withdraw your hand. Then Saul and all the troops who were with him were assembled on command and came up to the battle. And look, each Philistine sword was against his friend, and there was a very great confusion. The Hebrews who had been for the Philistines previously, who had gone up with him into the camp all around, even they joined the Israelites who were with Saul and Jonathan. All the men of Israel who had hidden themselves in the hill country of Ephraim heard that the Philistines had fled, so even they pursued them closely in the battle. So on that day Yahweh delivered Israel, and the battle shifted to Beth-Avon. Now the men of Israel were hard-pressed on that day, because Saul had made the army take an oath, saying, Cursed be the man who eats any food until evening, when I will have avenged myself on my enemies. So none of the army tasted any food, Now all the people of the land used to go into the forest, for there was honey on the surface of the ground. When the army came to the forest, look, there was honey flowing, but no one put his hand to his mouth, for the army was afraid of the solemn oath. However, Jonathan had not heard about the oath of his father with the army, so he extended the end of the staff which was in his hand, and he dipped it into the honeycomb. Then he put his hand to his mouth, and his eyes gleamed. Then a man from the army informed him, and said, Your father made the army swear a solemn oath, saying, Cursed be the man who eats food today. So the army is exhausted. Then Jonathan said, My father has brought trouble on the land. See now that my eyes have brightened because I tasted a little of this honey. How much more could have been done if the troops had eaten freely today from the plunder of their enemies that they had found? For now the loss among the Philistines is not great. They defeated the Philistines that day from Michmash to Ajalon, And the troops were very weary. Then the troops took the plunder. They took sheep and cattle and calves, and slaughtered them on the ground, and the troops ate them all with the blood. So they reported it to Saul, saying, Look, the troops are sinning against Yahweh by eating the animals with the blood. And he said, You have dealt treacherously. Roll to me a large stone today. Then Saul said, Disperse yourselves among the troops and say to them, Bring to me each one his ox and each his sheep, and slaughter them in this place and eat. But do not sin against Yahweh by eating the animals with the blood. So all the troops brought them, each leading his ox in his hand that night, and slaughtered it there. Then Saul built an altar to Yahweh. It was the first altar he built to Yahweh. Saul said, Let us go down after the Philistines by night, and let us plunder them until the morning light, and let us not leave alive a man among them. So they said, Do all that is good in your eyes. But the priest said, Let us draw near to God here. So Saul inquired of God, Should I go down after the Philistines? Will you give them into the hand of Israel? But he did not answer him on that day. Then Saul said, Come here, all you leaders of the people, so that we find out what the sin was this day. For as Yahweh lives who delivers Israel, I swear that even if it is in Jonathan my son, he will certainly die. But no one from all the army answered him. Then he said to all Israel, You will be on one side, and I and my son Jonathan will be on the other. And the army said to Saul, Do what is good in your eyes. Then Saul said to Yahweh, the God of Israel, Render a decision perfectly. Jonathan and Saul were chosen by lot, and the people went out. Then Saul said, Let them cast the lot between me and my son Jonathan. And Jonathan was chosen. So Saul said, Tell me what you have done. So Jonathan told him and said, I merely tasted a little honey with the end of the staff that was in my hand. Here I am. I must die. Then Saul said, so may god do to me and more ye must certainly die today jonathan but the army said to saul must jonathan die who accomplished this great victory in israel far from it as yahweh lives not a hair from his head will fall to the ground for he has worked with god this day so the army ransomed jonathan and he did not die saul went up from pursuing the philistines and the philistines went to their place So Saul took the kingship over Israel, and he fought all around against his enemies, against Moab, against the Ammonites, against Edom, against the kings of Zobah, and against the Philistines. He inflicted punishment against all who rebelled. He acted bravely, and defeated the Amalekites, and rescued Israel from the hand of those who plundered it. Now the sons of Saul were Jonathan, Ishvi, and Malchushua, The names of his two daughters were as follows. The name of the firstborn was Merab, and the younger was Michal. The name of Saul's wife was Ahinoam, the daughter of Ahimaz, and the name of the commander of his army was Abner, the son of Ner, Saul's uncle. Now Kish was the father of Saul, but Ner, the father of Abner, was the son of Abiel. Warfare was severe against the Philistines all the days of Saul. Whenever Saul saw anyone who was a mighty warrior or any brave man, he conscripted him into his service. All right, now let's read Psalm 124. A Song of Ascents of David. If it had not been Yahweh who was on our side, do let Israel say, if it had not been Yahweh who was on our side, when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive when their anger was kindled against us. Then the waters would have flooded over us. The torrent would have passed over our soul. Then over our soul would have passed the raging waters. Blessed be Yahweh, who has not made us pray for their teeth. Our soul has escaped like a bird from the snare of fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of Yahweh, maker of heaven and earth. All right, and now let's read Acts chapter 10. Now there was a certain man in Caesarea named Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian cohort, devout and fearing God together with all his household, doing many charitable deeds for the people and praying to God continually. About the ninth hour of the day he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming to him and saying to him, Cornelius. And he stared at him and became terrified and said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your charitable deeds have gone up for a memorial offering before God, and now send men to Joppa and summon a certain Simon, who is also called Peter. This man is staying as a guest with a certain Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. And when the angel who spoke to him departed, he summoned two of the household slaves and a devout soldier from those who attended him, and after he had explained everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. And the next day, as they were on their way and approaching the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray at about the sixth hour. And he became hungry and wanted to eat. But while they were preparing the food, a trance came over him. And he saw heaven opened, and an object, something like a large sheet, coming down, being let down to the earth by its four corners, in which were all the four-footed animals and reptiles of the earth and birds of the sky. And a voice said to him, Get up, Peter. Slaughter and eat. But Peter said, Certainly not, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common and unclean. And the voice came again to him for the second time, The things which God has made clean you must not consider unclean. And this happened three times, and immediately the object was taken up into heaven. Now while Peter was greatly perplexed within himself as to what the vision that he had seen might be, Behold, the men who had been sent by Cornelius, having found the house of Simon by asking around, stood at the gate. And they called out and asked if Simon, who was also called Peter, was staying there as a guest. And while Peter was reflecting about the vision, the spirit said to him, Behold, men are looking for you, but get up, go down and go with them, not hesitating at all, because I have sent them. So Peter went down to the men and said, Behold, I am he whom you are looking for. What is the reason for which you have come? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, a righteous and God-fearing man, and well spoken of by the whole nation of the Jews, was directed by an angel to summon you to his house, and to hear words from you. So he invited them in, and entertained them as guests, and on the next day he got up and went away with them. And some of the brothers from Joppa accompanied him, And on the next day he entered into Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them, and had called together his relatives and close friends. So it happened that when Peter entered, Cornelius met him, fell at his feet, and worshipped him. But Peter helped him up, saying, Get up, I myself am also a man. And as he conversed with him, he went in and found many people gathered. And he said to them, You know that it is forbidden for a Jewish man to associate with or to approach a foreigner. And to me God has shown that I should call no man common or unclean. Therefore, and without raising any objection, I came when I was sent for. So I ask, for what reason you sent for me? And Cornelius said, Four days ago at this hour, the ninth, I was praying in my house. And behold, a man in shining clothing stood before me and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your charitable deeds have been remembered before God. Therefore send to Joppa, and summon Simon, who is also called Peter. This man is staying as a guest in the house of Simon a tanner by the sea. Therefore I sent for you at once, and you were kind enough to come. So now we all are present before God to hear all the things that have been commanded to you by the Lord. So Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I understand that God is not one who shows partiality, but in every nation the one who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the message that he sent to the sons of Israel, proclaiming the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, this one is Lord of all. You know the thing that happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee, after the baptism that John proclaimed, Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, because God was with him. And we are witnesses of all the things that he did both in the land of the Judeans and in Jerusalem, whom they also executed by hanging him on a tree. God raised this one up on the third day and granted that he should become visible, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen beforehand by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify solemnly that this one is the one appointed by God as judge of the living and of the dead. To this one all the prophets testify that through his name every one who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who were listening to the message. And those believers from the circumcision who had accompanied Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and glorifying God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can withhold the water for these people to be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit as we also did. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to stay for several days. All right. Well, that's the reading for today. Until next time, keep meditating on the Word of God.